Welcome back to another episode. This is The Real Talk with Adore and Daisy. I hope you all loved the episode from last week, but we back at it again with a new one. And before we get started, I would like to say this is a sensitive topic for our watchers and our listeners. Just wanted to throw that out there. But we're going to go ahead and jump right into our guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Taylor. Hi, my name is Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and tell them, you know, who you are, a little background about yourself. What do y'all like? What do you mean background? Like, <laughs> What do you like to do? What do you like to do? What do you do, what do, you do now? I don't really do much now. I really just focus on healing and background as much. I just, I'm 19 years old. Like, I just graduated school a year ago. So right now I'm just in the process of trying to figure out my life. Okay. 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 So and you said you're, I'm sorry. Okay. You said you're in the process of healing. Yeah. You want to tell the people what you are healing from? I'm healing because a few months back, I lost my son due to child abuse from a babysitter. So I'm just in the works of getting over that, healing from that, and things are how I can move forward from stuff like that. So before we get into that, we usually like to ask each other, how's your mental health? But I'll go first, then she'll go. Okay. And then we can go. So my mental health is good. I'm in a good space. Um, I'm just happy to be back in the studio and recording. It's my happy space. It's my happy space as well. Like, I've been so happy since we started back recording. Like, we hadn't dropped in, in over a month. Yeah, y'all took a minute week. off. We took a little minute, and people <laughs> noticed. Like, yeah. I did. <laughs> oh my. We were shopping around for a new studio. Yeah. So, um, now that we are back recording, like, I'm so excited. Like, we got a lot of things coming up, a lot of things to look forward to. Um, and, yeah, it's my mental health is good. I'm getting I'm getting myself together as well. Like, I'm a mother of two, so oh, my yeah. life is very hectic. Um, I juggle my business, my job, my other business, oh, yeah. somebody else's business. <laughs> like, I literally, I do a lot, but I'm in a good mental space. Like, again, I'm happy we with a new network, and um, yeah, we back recording. Mm-hmm. And so. thanks for being patient. You did reach out a few times. Yeah, yes. it wasn't that we was like ignoring you. We really just wasn't recording. Yeah. I knew y'all wasn't ignoring me, but I was reaching out to y'all because I feel like I would be comfortable with y'all because y'all are females, and mm-hmm. I can relate to y'all more. And then you said you a mama, so I can relate to you more. And I and this is my first time actually really talking, like telling my story. And I, I didn't want to. And I didn't want to be around people, you know, that made me feel like. Mm, too much. Yeah. <laughs> but as of right now, my mental health, I really don't know how to explain it because some days I'm up, I'm going, but it's like a maniac state. But then some days I'm down, I'm low, and I can't get up. Mm-hmm. So really, I don't know how to explain how my mental is right now. But as of right now, as sitting right here, I feel comfortable. I feel y'all good vibes, y'all good energy, <laughs> and I feel good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. So, um, like, again, we did say this is a sensitive topic. Topic. Um, I want to know, like, how was your mind when you – when they told you that, you know, you lost your son. No, let's rewind. How was your mind when you got that call that he was going to the hospital? When I got that call, it was like 1 in the morning and I was at work. And I got the call, and it wasn't really the phone call. It was the message that was sent to my phone. Because I got the phone call. She was like, Taylor, because I'm working. I'm, I was waitressing and bartending, so I I wasn't on my phone. So she called me like, Taylor, you ain't see that picture. I seen you. Something is wrong. I'm like, what you mean? So I, I look at the picture, it's my baby face all swollen, beating up and stuff. I'm like, no, what you mean? What you mean? What happened? What happened? He talking about, I don't know. He was asleep. He might be having an allergic reaction. And as soon as I got the phone call, I hung up on her. Like, it was like one, two, three. And then a random man that was sitting at the bar at my job. I'm like, please, I ain't have a car then. I ain't had nothing back then. So I'm like, please, can you take me up the street to my house? Please take me up the street. I live like 10 minutes away. Can you please take me home? So he rushed and hurried me home, and I ran up in my apartment building, and then I see my baby right there. 
Because she hadn't even called the police. No, she had not called the police. She haven't called... Call, she ain't called me or nothing until, like, hours prior after, like, what happened. She did not call nobody, like, until that phone call she called me. So, um, I know you probably can't talk much about the situation, mm-hmm. but um, was that your friend? Yeah, that was, like, a close friend. Like, I would call her, like, a sister, honestly, because normally I'm an open person. I'm a real genuine person. And if I see somebody that's in need or help, just like how I can, I get closer to them people. Like, I gravitate to them people. So, we only knew each other, like, in a five, six-month period of time. But as we talked, we talked every day. She lived right upstairs. She came to my house every day. She came to me by her problems. I went to her by my problems. So, it came, like, a sister by more mm-hmm. than, like, a friendship. It was, like, right. we was, like, sisters for real. I consider her a sister. After, even with that short amount of time, I love that girl. Like, she was a sister to me. So when you um when you I I don't even know what what what's next like that's so much like yes. it's just so much to grasp uh, so I'm just like damn I could literally you know? do y'all want me like literally start from when I got there and like that's, that was gonna be my next yeah. question yeah so when I got there she called me as soon as I was pulling up and she was like Taylor hurry 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 but she didn't know I was pulling up so I ran into the apartment building she met me at the door and then we ran upstairs and the first thing I seen was my son on the kitchen floor like having seizures like back to back back to back and. One eye was shut. One eye was just, like, popped out a little bit. So I started panicking. I started freaking out, and I ran back to, like, towards the front door because I couldn't see my son like that. He was on the ground, and her boyfriend at the time was, like, flipping my son on the side so, like, because he was having seizures. Right. So I couldn't see that. So I hurried up and turned around, and I'm just at the door panicking, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, something wrong with my son. And she's covering me, like, holding me, like, tell her, it's okay. You got to be strong. He's okay. Like, she was holding me, like, like, how you know when somebody, when something's mm-hmm. going through? She was holding me, like, it's going to be okay. The ambulance on the way. It's an allergic reaction. He'd be fine. And then her boyfriend was talking to me as well. Like, I went through this as a kid, as a baby. He'd be fine. We seen this. He's okay. He's okay. So then after that, the ambulance pulled up. And then they didn't even, you know, when people in that type of state, you don't post to move them. And I knew something was suspicious right then and there. But at the time, my mom couldn't register. But mm-hmm. he her boyfriend grabbed my son and picked him up and ran him outside. I'm like, no, 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 don't move him. Like, let the ambulance come in. Something happen. Like, you might make him worse by moving him. But we ran outside the ambulance. And then we talking to the paramedics. And they was like, and they was telling him, like, so what happened? They was like, oh, he had an allergic reaction. And then the boyfriend was like, I wasn't here. I was at work. I just seen him like this. So then on the way to the hospital, they still ain't tell me nothing about my son's condition. Even though at the paramedics knew at the time, like, this wasn't no allergic reaction. I still did not know that myself. Like, I'm mm. still holding my son's hand. He's still sieging. Like, every two to three minutes, he's still sieging. So we get to the hospital, and then they take him to the emergency part, and then they came back to me. A nurse came to me, like, we got to put a tube down his throat. He not breathing. I'm like, okay, let me just calm down. Because when people have allergic reactions, they throw clothes. Like, so, of course, maybe he can't breathe. So I'm like, okay, it's cool. So they put me into a room aside. Then they had a chaplain came in. And I knew when they had that chaplain come in, I'm like, this got to be a little bit more serious because they not about to have a chaplain come talk to me about my son just having an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. So the chaplain came in. She tried to get me to calm down. I calmed down. And then as soon as they got me to calm down, uh, the surgeon walked in. I'm like... I'm like, my son got to have surgery? Like, what's the problem? He was like, Taylor, if you don't give me, sign these consent forms for me to have surgery for your son right now, he would die or be paralyzed. And I lost it there. I swear to God, I lost it. I'm on the ground, kicking the ground. Ooh, baby. Okay, so we basically got the story. You said you didn't have no mom and no dad. Yeah. 
Um, I was adopted when I was okay. eight months. Before I was adopted, I was in foster care. But the adopted mom I had, like, she had a roof over my head, yeah, of course. But I didn't have a real parent. I didn't have no real guidance or anything. I'm like, mm. anything I had on my own, I got on my own. I got my first job at 12 working on a semi-mile corner, walking up to an ice cream shop at 12 years old, making $4 an hour just because my mama likes some and water was off. And that and that summer, I, I remember that summer, like, I, that's when I realized, like, my mama is not as good as other parents because I started, that's when you, around 12, 13, that's when you allowed to go over your friend's mm-hmm. house, you allowed to make friends. Stuff. So I'm going over my friend's house, I'm seeing they got a matching living room set, they got a TV, it's not five people to a bedroom, because my mom adopted five kids. And mm-hmm. if a person adopts five kids, you know why they adopted five kids. To get that money, like, <laughs> right, come right. on. Like. <laughs> yes, so nah. she adopted five kids. And I always shared a room with my sisters and stuff. So I went over with other people. So I seen they had beds, real TVs, real cars. So I knew then that summer, like, I ain't have, like, a regular childhood. And then that summer, my mama sat down, sat me down with all her adopted kids. Like, I don't got no money to uh, pay the hot water bill. So y'all got to have to figure this out. So I started working for $4 an hour just to help my mama put the thing up. Cause I had just started my cycle that summer. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't about to not be able to take no shower because right. because we <laughs> don't got no hot water. So yeah. I'm like, I'm about to hustle, I'm about to go work here for four dollars an hour and then I saved up the money the whole summer, gave it to my mom, got the heat um uh, hot water back on. So it's like I knew what? right then it yes, I that knew is- <laughs> that is amazing because, I baby, swear. I was not thinking about no work at 12. Baby, yeah. I want to go 12, skating. 13, 12. I couldn't <laughs> even skate. My mama didn't even take me. Like, I lived on, on seven mile a mile. My mama used to think eight mile in Greenfield was an hour away. She would not. My mama would not drive. She, would not, she was one of them. Yeah, she was Once one of them. I'm not even crossing Woodward, baby. That's yes, far. that's my mama. Like, I'm not getting on the freeway. I'm We right here, and that's it. And I went to school five minutes up the road, like, do y'all still have a relationship now? No, I have not talked to her. I have not talked to her. Did she reach out to you? No. The last time I spoke to her is when I first moved in my apartment that I was just moving in. And I called her like, Ma, you, she had a whole bunch of old pots and pants because her mama and them gave it to her. So I called her like, Ma, I don't got no pots and pants. Can I have them? She told me no. Hung up the phone. That's the last time I heard from her. I have yeah. not talked to her since. Yes, like, I can't borrow a pot. I can't borrow a pen. Like, and you know, ooh, damn, yes. you... So do you know who your biological parents are? No. Is that something that you would want to, like, find out? Um, when I was younger, yeah, of course, because I'm like, I want to know where I'm coming from. Like, I want to know what makes me me. But as of now, as I got older, it's like, no, nah, not not too much. Because what, what would I really gain from that? I don't understand what would be my benefits from learning it, from who my real parents right. is. I don't understand what that would help right now. So Being on a healing journey is like um, getting over childhood trauma to me. Yeah. And you might not feel like you traumatized from a child, but like once you like really start to heal for real, and it get you, you know, no, I know, stuff come start coming out the blue, yeah. Then that might be a question or some like a, a void that you might want to feel. Yeah, you might not gain a relationship with them, but just to know, like, okay, mm-hmm. just for like health reasons, mm-hmm. like the health background, yeah, because like always going to the doctor, they used to be like, "What's your background?" This and this and that, and I never was able to answer those type of questions because I never knew myself. So that's when I was younger. Yeah, I wanted to know, but. As I'm older now and I am on my healing journey, I think part of my healing journey is not wanting to um, know who that person was and stuff like that because I used to always look for answers, always look for stuff in certain ways and in the wrong way just because I don't know who this person is. So now I'm just at the point in my life, like, it's okay. You don't have to know who these people is. They did not make you who you is because they know they never been around this whole time. So who you is is who you made you to be. Not them, not where you come from, none of that. You is you. Like, that's just basically been my mindset now. Nah. So when you were 16, you got pregnant at 16. So yeah, I was 16. Mom. 
So when you got pregnant at 16, who helped you? When I got pregnant at 16, I had an adopted sister. She was helping me a little bit, but then once... I popped that baby out when he got <laughs> baby life get real when yeah. you had a kid. Once I popped that baby out, I was sixteen. I was working at McDonald's at first before the pandemic. That's when I got pregnant, right the pandemic. And then I popped that baby out. And then <laughs> you say, Where did the help go? Yes, we're we're like my sister, like she would help and stuff like that. But my son, like, he was attached to me, like mm-hmm. real, like he had bad separation anxiety. And I breastfed him until he was like one. Oh girl, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that, that'll do it. I breastfed him until he was like one, so he could not be away from my hip. So nobody never wanted to watch my son because they was he was crying, <laughs> yes, and I was like, so once they seen how he was, my sister was like, Nope. My sister never kept my son once unless I was there. And she would never, she wouldn't even hold him. She would hold him for a couple minutes and you give him right back. So I ain't never really had too much of a help. Everything my son really had, I bought on my own. Like I never had wig. I never had none of that. So formula, diapers, all that, I bought on my own. Nobody never really helped me with stuff like that. Damn, girl, you was trying yes, to make lady. Because once he turned one, I took him off of me. He still needed a formula a little right. bit. So I'm still buying eighty dollar cans and stuff like that. I never yeah, had a week or nothing like that. Baby, you don't got two. That, <laughs> that led, joke is not cheap. That led me to the next question as if why you felt like you can trust her. Like you the probably girl. needed somebody and it was probably convenient. I feel like I could trust her because we kind of got, like, similar backgrounds. Like, her mom died when she was young, so she didn't have a mom or a dad for real either. And the only people she really had was, like, her boyfriend. And so, you know how that be when you living with a man, they taking care of you. It's like day house, and you like a like a kid in that house to them. So, we connected like that because we both had kids. Her daughter, like, a couple months younger than my son. So, we connected one because we had kids, and then we had, like, similar backgrounds. So, we felt comfortable, like, talking to each other about stuff like that, like our moms and stuff like that. And that's how we really – that's how I felt comfortable with her because whenever – this how I met this girl. I met her because she got into it with her boyfriend, and then she was arguing with her boyfriend on the stairs. And I remember I opened, she lit upstairs, I lit downstairs. I remember opening my door, and it was raining outside. I seen her with her daughter, and they were standing outside. Her daughter ain't had no coat no on, no pants on, no nothing. I'm like, my son got some extra clothes in here. You want some clothes? I hear y'all, because they ride a bus, so you hear them arguing. I'm like, I got some extra clothes in here that my son um can't fit. She could put on. Like, you don't got to stand out here. You could come in my house. And then she was like, no, it's okay. So then after that argument that they had, she went upstairs, and she left a note on my door. Or like, hi, my name is Kumora. Thank you for trying to help out, help me. I see you a real genuine person, and we could be friends. Here's my number. Here's my Instagram. So then after that, we started talking more. And then like, if her and her boyfriend get to it, I always told her like, you could come down here. I barely knew this girl. I used to be like, you could come stay with me. Like, is if it's that serious, you and you you and your daughter need to get away. Come stay with me. Come down here. Like, you don't have to stay up there. I can't help you. You don't need him. And then when I started waitressing, that's how that all played in the play. Like. She ne- she didn't have a job. She was using like had his money and stuff, like living off of him. So I'm like, this is a way you can make your own money. You help me out watching my son, I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. So I was giving her like a two hundred dollars a week, four hundred dollars a week, whatever. How much I made, I literally was giving her half of it. If I made a hundred dollars that night, I came home with fifty and I got her fifty. And then it wasn't even just cause she was watching my son like to get him stuff. Like I was still sending my son up there with food, diapers, juice. He didn't need nothing. Just literally somebody to watch over him them few hours I was it at be work. Like that. Yeah. yeah, I know. I already know how it goes, like, and it's just so crazy that, it, that you know, that's the, the end of the, st- like, that's the, how that story mm-hmm. ended up unfolding, because, like, I was only here to help you. Yeah, that's what, that's how I am, and that's how, I, and I feel like that's the main thing I need to help on, because the main problem I have in life right now is I always put others before me. 
And it's just a natural thing. Like, other people and their well-being always be more important than mine. And I'm, like, now I'm at the point, like, I got to focus on me and my well-being. Like, I can't be worried about. Because that right there told me right in there, like, no, that's not okay. So how we found out about you, obviously social media, mm-hmm. when this happened, hit the news, it hit social media. I see that you had a lot of people that was trying to support you on social media. Mm-hmm. Like how did that make you feel because you weren't a social media person? Honestly, it didn't make me feel no type of way. Like I see it like still to this day I don't recognize how big that it blew up on social media. I still go out, people every time I go outside, people seeing me, coming up to me, trying to give me stuff, and I still be like I be thrown off a little bit because I don't be thinking like it was that big of a situation when in reality it was. Like it was on the yeah. Shade Room, it was on the People's Magazine. But it's like it wasn't that big of a deal to me. Like it might be this big, like this big of an event to y'all and stuff. But to me, I lost my son. So it was like social media, that don't matter. That go funny money, that don't matter. Like my son is gone. That's what mattered to me. Like, so it's like, yes, y'all can help me. Yes, y'all can give me this. But it's like, I still can't. Yeah. This one is never going to be fair. Yeah, no matter what people do. Or no, what, that's why I'm saying, like, no, that GoFundMe money everybody was talking about, like, no matter what y'all give me, what they, I'm still not okay. I'm still not going to be fine just because it is, like, I lost my son. And my son is the only blood member I ever knew in my life. So it's like, I, I'm not going to be okay. I'm not okay. And w- social media, all that, yeah, I appreciate it, but it's not. Do you want more kids? Yeah, I want more kids, but I feel like it had to be a minute before I think about having more kids because I want to be in a position where I don't need nobody. Like, if I need, a, I don't want to need a babysitter. I can stay at home with my kid if I need to. Like, I don't need nobody because next time I have a kid, I want to do it different. Like, I want to give that child the opportunities and stuff that I wasn't able to get Kyrie. Because mm-hmm. before Kyrie died, I had, I had an abortion because I'm like, no, I can't do this. I got to give him this. Like, I don't have to be able to take care of him the way I want to. So why would I ever bring another child in the world when he not even, you know, mm-hmm. set for life? Like, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. So, Girl, yeah. Well, one thing about it, I could tell you a hustling lady. Like, yes, like. <laughs> you a good yeah. person. Like, it's, you go, it's going to happen. Everything going to work out. Yeah, I hear that, but. So you got to. Yeah. Like when, say when. Yes, like I hear that, but I've been like this all my life. Like, so you when is it going? Through yes, when is it going to come in? Like, <laughs> if I if it's not hard, it's harder. If it ain't harder, it's the hardest ever. Like in my life, so it's not. I never had nothing easy. I never had nothing mm-hmm. given to me. So this is just like, like come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember, um, like, before his passing, I remember just people posting, like, you know, pray for him, pray for him. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw it, like, I immediately got the chills. I don't have kids yet, but I got nieces and nephews. So, yeah. like, they mean the world to me. So, like, and I just love kids. And mm-hmm. kids are innocent. They don't ask to be here. So, like, you know, so that's what kind of, like, drew me attention, you know, drew me to you. And not just you, it's just this happened a lot. Like, yeah. Not just your That's That's what I was saying. Like, that's what I also asked myself. Like, this happened a lot. Like, why am I blowing up over this situation when it's thousands of you kids? You are so young. You have endured a lot of pain. Yeah. And you are still standing here smiling and strong. Like, able to tell your story. Like, that matters. Like, people can tell and sense that type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's It may happen a lot. It, not even saying that it happened a lot, but it may happen often. But... The way you carry yourself, the way you, you know, are handling mm-hmm. the situation, I just feel like that's probably why people gravitate towards you. Yeah. Because you know? I always wonder, like, I, that's why I lately I've been trying to raise awareness from, like, the other babies. Like, my son was the only one that went through this. Like, y'all mm-hmm. seen recently in the news that a two-year-old was stabbed by his own grandmother in his head. Girl. Like, 
Yes, that's why I'm like, I'm trying to raise awareness. Like, yes, thank y'all, but it's other people in here. And once I get older and I get more stable, mentally stable, I don't want to start something so yeah. it can spread awareness. Like, my son wasn't the only person that went through this. I'm not the only person that went through this. Like, this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. More than you would expect, mm-hmm. for real. Until it, you never know how much it happens until it happened to you. Now, since it happened to me, that's all I see. Baby died this week. Baby died this week. Baby died this week. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. I don't have no answers for that. Yes, it's crazy. Yeah, cause, cause it's sad. When I say the, the mother that actually killed the, uh, was it the mother or the grandmother? It was the grandmother. Grandmother. Like, I just don't understand how can you be so evil. Like, how like, how can you? Child. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a, a human being this big, how can you hurt? This big, ain't even been able to live their life. Like, what are you doing? I, and the people that used to be around me, my son knew how spoiled my son is. They used to get on me, like, pop him. Like, he bad, do this. I'm like, no. Yeah, like, I, I, I would not even pop my son, no matter how bad he irritate me. me. <laughs> no matter how bad he get under my skin, I would not pop him. I would not. I'd be like, Kyrie, get away from me. Like, I do that before I pop him. Like, that was just never in me to ever hit a child that small. Like, yeah. knowing what I can do yeah. to a baby, no. Yeah. That that never sat right with me. Yeah, no, that's crazy. So, um, I know that you got a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I watched, I went back to you preparing for the baby. Oh, yes. the oh my God. That was, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I was up till one in the morning watching it, and it just, like, really broke me because it's like, okay, she see. The thing is, you're sitting here and you're smiling, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're okay. Mm-hmm. Like, some people, like, rather deal with stuff in private, you know, however, whatever. But it just, to not know you and to actually watch it and then see what happened a few months ago, then see fast forward to yeah. trying to live in your new normal. Like, it just really was like, everybody, you know, is not strong as you. Like, everyone is not able to fall down and get back up on something yeah. like this. I see, I see what you, I understand what you be saying when people say that about how strong I am, but I feel like that's just a persona that I give off, like, even with social media, like, I'm not a type of person, an outgoing person, but it's like, it, I come off that way, I don't know, like, I'm a real introvert person, like, I don't like being around other people, I got real bad anxiety, <laughs> but it's like, my anxiety pushes me to be this type of person, like, to keep going, like, I can't stop, like, and I think it's probably just my whole life that just keep happening, stuff keep happening, like, I never had a chance to stop, I just gotta take it to the chin and keep moving, because if I don't, what's gonna happen, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna survive, I ain't gonna eat, so I gotta keep going, I can't lay down and be sad, I can't, I don't got time for that. So it's just like, I got to keep going, keep going. Oh, my God. I can't believe you bring up them videos because them videos still made me emotional. Like, seeing how pregnant I was, like, I loved my baby. Like, we were inseparable. He like, was like, oh, I love this outfit. And I think this <laughs> outfit. And I was just like. And them was family dollar outfits, Dollar Tree outfits, man. I swear to God. <laughs> like, and I bought my son this because I'm going to need this in the hospital. Or yes. if he get cold, I got my own blanket. Like. It just was like the love that you had for him, like. And I was sixteen then. Yeah. And he wasn't even born then, so you can only imagine how much I really did love my son when I had him. Like, yeah. it was just like whoa, like it was just a wave of love that came over me that I ain't never ever had before. That like, you yeah, you like I it. never had it before, and then I had that took away from me. Yeah. So, uh, um, what's your belief in like God? I believe in God 100%. Like, and that was the craziest thing. I feel like losing my son was one of my biggest trials and tribulations I ever had to go through because before my son died, I ain't going to lie, me and my son was struggling. Like, I was, and then I met a person at my waitressing job that was helping me get closer to God. Like, 
even though I had a the type of parent I had, I always I stayed in church because she was a preacher's daughter. Like I, my granddad and stuff before they died, he was the preacher, and then my grandma was the first lady. So I knew I was well taught with God and stuff. So I always believed in God, but as I got older and I got on my own, I got away from it. So I met a person at my job, and he was helping me get closer to God. And I was praying every day. I was building like a um, foundation in my life because I ain't have it. I was. 18 years old on my own in an apartment, paying $1,200 a month on my own with a baby. So that's like $4,000 a month on just bills, like yeah. literally $4,000 just on bills. So I was praying every day, waking up praying, and my life started going good. Like May, I tell everybody to this day, May was one of the best months of my life. My son was learning. My son could I just taught my son how to turn, count to five. He was almost poly trained i had my house i i just got him a bed because when we first i moved in there in march and this was may we ain't had no furniture nothing that whole time we were sleeping on the floor i bought my son a bed before i bought me a bed i had the couch um coming soon like my life was getting together i'm like finally i'm in a point in my life where stuff is going right because i ain't never had nothing really just constantly go right and keep going and keep going now i finally get to that point and it's like as soon as i get to that point i lose my son like I still don't get that. Like, and that's why I'm like, it got to be a trials and tribulation. And it's not for me to understand. It's for me to keep walking by faith because everything is not supposed to be understand when God mm -hmm. put you through stuff. So it's just like, I, I don't understand, but it's not for me to understand. It's for me to keep going and keep walking by faith because if I don't, Baby, talk to them, okay? <laughs> they don't know nothing about walking by faith. I swear to God. Faith. They don't know nothing about walking by faith. You always question, why this happened to me? Why this didn't happen? Or why this keep happening? Or you always want to pray when God do this or do this and that. But you got to pray, like, when you down, too. Like, you can't just expect the greatest if you not always never was down. It got to come up somehow. So it's just like, I was there. I was at that point in Mar May. I swear to God, I was at that point. Like, my life was getting good. And then my son. So how's your relationship now? With God? Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm scared. Like, I'm scared to talk to God. I'm scared to get back on that road of growing closer to God because I feel like if I do, what's, what's bad going to happen again? Like, what I'm, like that's how I feel. And I always tell myself, like, God, I'm coming. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to talk to you, but I'm not ready. Like, I'm just not ready. Because after my son died, I swear, when my son was in the hospital, he was in the hospital for eight days. He was in the hospital for Seven days before I even brought it to social media. Like, he was in the hospital the whole time. Didn't nobody even know. I never posted it once. So, But the whole time, I'm praying every day, like, please, God, please. I don't care if my baby can't walk no more. I can't. I don't care if my baby got to be in a wheelchair. I don't got to care if my baby can't talk no more. Just please, God, please bring my baby back to me, please. And then it was like, it didn't happen. So it's like, dang. And, I, and I'm the type of person, I don't never give my hopes up for nothing just because how my life is. I always suspect the worst. So that was one situation I really got my hopes up. Like, my baby going to be okay. Like, please, please. And then it didn't happen. So it just broke me down completely. Like, it broke my spirits all the way. Like, dang, I was doing all this praying. I was doing so good. I was praying every morning, praying every night, building a foundation. And then this, I lose my son. Like, you going to make me cry. Uh, I don't know. she that emotional one. Yeah, she going to make me cry. But it's a blessing in every lesson. Like, That's how I was looking at it. That's how I was looking at it. Because if I don't look at that way. Y'all look at her. Yeah, she going <laughs> to make me cry. <laughs> Why? You going to make me cry for real. I'm um, not even trying to cry, but it's just hard not to. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because you, so you never young, know. You so young. And when I was 19. Thank yeah, you. people tell me that all the time. When I was 19, I was living my best life, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, didn't have a worry in the world. Like, 
I couldn't imagine having yeah. having to be as strong as you. Like, and I got a different level of respect for you because that's a lot. Yeah. Just with your life prior to him, you know. Yeah. And I'm a really firm believer in God, and I'm not the one to tell people, you mm-hmm. know. God, you know, I want you to believe because that's what you want to believe. But baby, God moved mountains. Yeah. He moved buildings. He moved people. Like, I don't know when. We have to keep in touch. I don't know when. But I know something is going to bless you and you're going to be like, I've been through everything. You know, yeah. God might have needed you to use to help people that was in your shoes. Yeah. That's not strong enough to yeah, do it. for sure. That's how, I, that's how I look at my life because, I, like I said, I ain't never had nothing easy. And it's just like, as soon as I start getting a little bit better, God put me right back into that box. Like, oh, you got to stay right here. Stay close to me. So it's just like, I get what you said. And I, I know eventually it will happen. But as of right now, I just like, yeah. I'm scared to talk to him. I am really am. And I really... I don't know. I'm just so scared to talk to him. And then people love to say, like, I inspire people, but it's just like, I'm just being me. Like, I ain't had no choice but to be the way I am this whole time. Like, I'm you just. You your authentic self, people. Yeah, that's what people started to tell me. I'm like, because I'm literally just being me. Like, I don't know how to explain it. So, if you had to tell somebody that's in your shoes right now, in the stage you are in life, what would you tell them? What do you mean? Like, any advice to give to the people who went through something you. That went through? Only uh, where you at now. Yeah. Not like your mental goals or uh-huh. like what you expect to be feeling like a year from now. Mm-hmm. Just where you, in your where shoes you right, right now. now. Like in my mental state right now, well, I'll, well, I'll tell a person that's like how I am right now. Get that's, up. that's went through, went through sim- something similar to you. The best thing you could do right now, get up. Don't don't lay down. Don't stay down. Find a hobby. Find something to keep you busy. Don't keep going because if you don't keep going, your mind going to eat you alive. And you don't want that to happen because I didn't let that happen to me multiple times during this healing process. So the best thing you do is could get up. I didn't went through things where I eat, I, I couldn't sleep. Like Then I have maniac stages where I'm up, I'm cleaning, I'm all this and that. So the best thing you could do is find you something to do, find you a hobby, focus on, have something that you can focus on so you can keep going because if you don't, you're going to fall down. And that's what I've been trying to do with myself. Like, I've been trying to keep myself busy, like, with things like this, like, going back to work, stuff like that, because you got to keep busy, because if you don't, your mind is going to, it's a dangerous place to get trapped in there. I promise you, because I didn't got trapped in my mind a few times, and it's not a place to be. Okay. Not a place to be. be That's what I'm saying. Like, when you said that, when you said you had suicide, that Mm -hmm. was me. Like, after myself, I try to kill myself multiple times. Like, people like to say, I'm just struggling, this and that, but. Y'all on the, like the outside looking in, like I didn't try to run into traffic, leaving my son viewing, cause I I couldn't do it, like I couldn't dare see my son and something like that. So uh, it's it's hard, but keep going. Like that's my main advice is keep going and get up, cause if you don't keep going, you don't get up. It's gonna eat you alive, cause it almost got me multiple times, multiple times. What does your tattoo say? God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. I got this done like two years ago. You needed that. Yeah, you needed that. You didn't even know. That's what I'm saying. Like, this literally just me. Like, yeah. I really stand by that. You've been through a lot, Staying girl. strong. I have no clue. I yeah. literally have no clue. That's saying you don't look like what you're going through. Okay. You don't yes. look like and what I'm, you've been through. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm so happy I got this opportunity to talk about this and do this because people seen I got that GoFundMe money, Go money and they seen, like, the outside looking in. They like, oh, she don't she don't care. She don't give a fuck. She just living her life in this, but you don't know. Like, before my son died, with, when I got that money, that GoFundMe money, I ain't, my son, I ain't have a pair of shoes. I just bought my first pair of Uggs at 19. 
I just bought my first pair of Jordans at 19. I barely had underwear. I barely had bras. I didn't have a car. I was behind on bills. I was in debt. Like, y'all y'all see me get that money, and y'all seem like, oh, she got that money. She going to be okay. But I'm not. Like, that money was just to get me back on my feet because I wasn't on my Like I said, mm-hmm. before my son died, like, we was struggling. My son ain't really had. It was summertime. My son, my son ain't have a lick of summer clothes. I went to Foreman Mills my last $30 and bought him of shorts and a few T-shirts for the summer because we I ain't never had it like that. He ain't have it like that. So it was just like. Yeah. Where was the um dad, the son's dad? He been in jail since I was three months pregnant. So I've been on my, I've been doing this on my own. Yeah, his family got help out sometimes, but not really so much. And I've been on his own. And as of right now, we really don't speak. I really don't speak to him at all because right after my son died, he was supposed to get out like a few weeks before my son died. So it's like, dang, like his son died on him right before he got out. But we don't really speak because he kind of blamed me as, as, such as other people, yeah. Like, he kind of blamed me, just like other people, or just like, um, not to really talk about the case, but, like, her defense team, like, they find a way to try to put me in jail right now, like, to flip it on me. So he was one of them people on that side, like, you you left him with her. So that's how he was looking at it, like, on the outside looking in. And he told me, and I'll never forget this sentence, because after he told me this, that was the second time I ever tried to kill myself. He told me, like, if you would have just kept it. If you would have just kept him alive a few more months, a few more weeks, I could have got him because you just, um, he was like, you practically killed him. Like, with just talking to me like that, like, if you would have just kept him alive for a few more months, like, like just talking to me like that, like, making it seem like I, it was my fault that my son died. And for you to be his father, like, why would you ever in your life say something like that? Yeah. And, and I'm going through what I'm going through. Like, how can you ever say that to me? And ever since then, I've not spoke to him since because... Yeah, you his bio, like you know his real dad, but you not his father. You ain't right. raised him. Mm-hmm. I raised him. I was his mom. I was his dad. I was his auntie. I was his grandma. Everything. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I was that. Yeah, a lot of people always have an opinion on something that. Yeah, like yeah, but you know he was in a situation where he didn't know what was going. He only yeah. So I wouldn't say, of course, I would say he's wrong for what he said, but I mean he going through it too. Like yeah. in a different way. Yeah. And maybe he I mean, being locked up, they on lockdown because yeah. of COVID. Like it's it's, it's tough. Ha- yeah, I don't hate it for him, but it's just like I gotta yeah. keep my distance for people that could talk like that because just like the the girl that killed my son, like I w- I'd be wrong if I said about like I hate her, I wanna fight her, I wanna kill her, because that's not me. Like that's not me as a person, like I don't necessarily forgive her yet for doing that to my son, but I don't have no bad blood towards her, no nothing like that. Because what what am I gaining for doing that? What am I gaining from hating that, you every really single? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm trying to grow and elevate. So what am I doing hating you every single day, wishing I could get to you every day, and knowing there's no way possible that we would ever see each other face to face again? Mm-hmm. So what would be my point of just sitting up every single day hating on you and hating you? That that's just not me. So it's like I don't hate him for saying it, but just like I, I can't, I gotta keep my distance from you. For you to be able to be mentally strong like that, that's Girl, a lot too. <laughs> I'm just listening because it's like, baby, I'm still trying to learn not to hate people because yeah, I hate. I, it's not. It's, it's literally not one person in this world that I literally hate, it. and people think I'm wrong for that. Like, no, you should want to kill her. You should want to do all this and that. But it's just like that's not me. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, for what? Like. I'm not going to get to her. I ain't never going to get to her. I ain't never going to be able to put my hands on her. So I was like, I'm not about to waste my time putting my energy, energy into her. When I could be doing something. Yeah, when I could be 
growing and elevating. Growing, healing, yeah. elevating. Okay. But you tapped in with the world. You came back on YouTube. And you yeah. I'm glad about that. Yes. Because yeah. at first I wasn't, but I had my friends and stuff were like, tell me, like, you need to do something. Like, they watch you and this and that. I'm like, nah, I don't really want to. I don't really want to get into that. But they like, go ahead. They want to know. Like, any little thing, like, if I... If I walk a certain way or I got a certain thing, what's that? What's that? Where you at? Where you at? If I eat like a French fry, McDonald's French fry, <laughs> where McDonald's you at? Where McDonald's you was at? McDonald's you at? Like, <laughs> so it's just like I had to for real because it just, it was automatic. It was just happening regardless. So why not capitalize off of that situation? And I hate when people look at it as I'm using my son deaf as clout because it was never that. Because before my son died, people, I was well known before then, like, so it's just like I'm never using my son of a clout. And then now that's why when I do my YouTube and I do my TikTok, I make sure I focus on me and my life. I don't really bring my son into that because I don't want people to ever think like I would ever do something like that. Ever. Because mm-hmm. that, no. Like people really think that. Yeah. The, the trollers be trolling hard on my page. I tell you. Yeah, you got to block that <laughs> out. Yeah. You cannot you need to the comments. They be trolling hard, like you. They be like, you ain't never care about that baby. Soon I go live. Every time I go live, it's like five, six hundred views. You ain't never care about that baby. Uh, she living her best life. She moved on. She happy that baby died, so she could go back to her teenage life. Like what? I do anything to have my son back right now. Like how can you dare sit here and tell me that? That's why I learned how to ignore. Yeah. Because who is you to even say something like that to me? Really? Mm-hmm. For me to care the and really take crazy. it in? Yes. Yeah, like why would you? Say that. That's you tapped crazy. in with your new hair color. Yes. You tapped in with your movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just moved far, like, out of the city. I wanted to be out the way. Have my space. Because here, it's too much. Like, I go, I can't go to no regular stores. I can't go to the mall. I can't, because people see me and they have something to say. Or they come to me, Taylor, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I appreciate it. But every time I'm out, every time I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to see that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was a little wave of woo when I came here because I rode past the sun, the hospital my son died. I'm like, yeah, I know where I'm at. Mm. It's a lot. Yeah. It, it weighed heavy on my heart. As soon as I seen it, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know where I'm at. I had no idea. Yeah, we, I we didn't had even no know. idea. Yeah, that hospital right there, my son died. Yeah. Yeah, I know you didn't want to be nowhere around. Yeah, and did you know. know that they tried to lock me in the hospital after my son died? What you mean? Because I was uh, trying to uh, suicidal and try to kill myself. But, of course, like, uh, my duh. son just died. Like, they see me in there. Like, as soon as they told me my son died, I was calm. You know how you just calm when something first happened? And then, like, five minutes later, when they was like, all right, we about to go get his memorial things, like, cut his hair, get his little footprint. I just started wigging out, like, no, <laughs> like, I was, like, punching the wall, kicking the wall, like, I couldn't believe. What did y'all want me to do? Yeah, I could not believe my son was gone. So, the, after that, they had a psych come up and try to keep me there for uh 72 hours or something like that. How would I even, why would I even why would try? I that and I'm the mother, like, what, who are Right, why would y'all ever in y'all life try to lock me in the hospital? My son literally just, just died right. and, like. Yeah, I think that's going to help me. Yes, that's what they. <laughs> that's going to help me. And then it was just a mess from there on on. So what's a day day in the life like for your new norm? Just like for mostly on your good days. Oh my, I'm, honestly. On the good days you have, rather. Honestly, I'm really still trying to figure out because it's like, when my son first died, I had so much support. But it's like, everybody got back to their new normal. Like, But I'm trying to figure out what's my new normal because 
I could tell you my day to day schedule like that when it come to Kyrie woke up, make me and Kyrie breakfast, change his diaper, give him a bath. But it's just like now I'm really just trying to figure out what's my new normal because I don't know. So now I I'm about to start back work. I start back working tomorrow. So now before then on a the good day I get up, I go hang out with my friends, you know, like spend some time with my be friends. Some yeah, be around something like that. But now on certain days, now I make it a priority to go see my son at the cemetery. At least once a week, at least twice a week, I go sit up there with my son. And those be good days for me, even though I be sad. Of course, I cry, but it's like, those are good days because I feel close to my son. And I could, and knowing that I could still go see him or go sit with him and feel him in spirit, those is the good days to me. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm just so happy that you in a good space. I'm glad that you able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because like you said, it happened often. And, you know, people need to be able to hear and talk to somebody that they can actually relate to. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you came on Real Talk and talked to us. Like, yes, you're very... Yes. I, you chosen one. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to be checking in on you. I definitely, check in on everybody. Definitely. Yes, because this this like an exclusive because I can, can't even tell y'all how many people have been trying to get me to come on and talk to them and stuff like... The shade room tried to get me do like a virtual um meeting just so they could post, and I'm like, nah, I don't know about the shade room, that was like, because they are already posting my son. Then when they was posting my son, they was posting false information, like eleven month old baby. The yeah, like, yeah. so it's like they gonna go off what they hear, yes. get the facts. And then yeah. like I started to almost do podcasts and interviews with people, but then they had show me their questions before, and I'm like, no, that's too much for me. Like, no, right. don't ask me nothing like that. Like, they were, they, one podcast, literally, one interviewer really asked me, can they um see the picture of my son when he was all beaten up and abused? Like, why would I ever put that out on social media? Why would I ever let anybody else see that? No. Wow, that's my advice that's to you right. on that is, if your gut tell you no, just don't. Yeah, that's I'm like no, and then my everybody around me like, but you do people do need to know like really mm-hmm. know what happened because they all came up with their own assumptions and stuff like that. So you do need to let people know if you gonna have the social media platform. And I'm yeah. like. I'm about to go to Adore and Daisy. What you mean? <laughs> yes. yes. Well, we do want to thank you for coming. Thank you for being patient with us. Um, I just love you. I'm yes. gonna I love you. Yes. You're, like, you're like, be sisters to me now. Because yes. yes. I'm going to be on you. Yes. you making sure you stay in your right mind and stay on your, you know, stay on your toes. I'm glad. It's not that, that easy, but I can do of it. Of course. You're I doing can do it. it. You are doing it. And you are, you are doing it. A yes. great job. Yes. I'm at Magnificent job. That was me trying to say biological. (laughs) Girl. But that wraps it up here on today's episode with Real Talk with Adore and Daisy. Y'all know where to find us at on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I be on TikTok. She be on TikTok. Oh, she be on TikTok. I I be on TikTok. Real bad. (laughs) Real bad. (laughs) You'll find us at RT, Adore, the letter N, Daisy. And also subscribe to the Uprising Network YouTube. And also follow them on Instagram. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Tagrail with two M's and underscore. And my TikTok is the same thing. And then to subscribe to my YouTube channel is Taylor Marie with two E's. All right. Until next time. (laughs)